you know, I've been, uh, I've been thinking. <laughs> I do that once in a while. It's it maybe a rare occasion, but I, I was thinking about, you know, one of the, uh, not just today, but I think throughout history, that one of the hardest things to find on the earth is complete loyalty. I think that is one of the most difficult. Right, we, there are measures of loyalty and degrees of loyalty, but complete loyalty is, is really hard to find. And um, some people are loyal to certain degrees. They're loyal as long as you do everything you want them to do. Right? They're loyal as long as everything feels good. They're loyal. Um, and some are loyal to the death. But even those who are loyal to the death aren't always completely loyal. And loyalty has nothing to do with, I'm going to stick this out even though whatever, or I'm going to do this, whatever. No, loyalty is my heart is committed to you. It's my, it isn't just a, an act of stubbornness, right? That's not loyal. Loyalty is an act of the heart. True loyalty comes from the heart. And so I want you to look at Second Chronicles I don't know why this this popped up to me, but this whole thing of loyalty, um, it's a huge deal. I mean, it, it really is so hard to find, I want you to read this verse, Second uh, Chronicles 16, very famous verse, so hard to find that even God has to look hard for it. <laughs> Second Chronicles 16.9, it says, For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. You get the picture. It says the God, that God is going all over the earth because it's really hard to find someone's completely loyal to him. Yeah, that's the New King James Version says he's looking for those whose heart is loyal to him. And so, you know, he's going throughout the earth. Imagine that God even has a hard time finding it. He found it in one man, Jesus. This is my son in whom I'm well. This is the only one I've found in all the earth that has been completely mine. Isn't that amazing? Jesus fulfilled this scripture on the earth. And uh, so he's looking, he's looking. And, it, and I think the uh, New Testament e equivalent to this verse is the Father seeks those who worship in spirit and truth. Right? He's looking for those whose hearts are loyal. Worship is an act of loyalty. You're saying, I'm going to give and devote everything I have to be loyal to you and to you only. I'm going to give you my finances. I'm going to give you my family. I'm going to give you my strength, my energy, my health, everything. That's why Paul says, do everything as unto the Lord. Everything we're supposed to do is worship. And so we're on this journey. We were all created to worship, right? I've said this before. We were all created to worship. We can say we were all created to be loyal. 
And if you were created to be loyal, you got to walk. You have to guard your loyalty. Because if you don't, you'll you'll be loyal to the wrong things, and that's what we're seeing today in the church. And the amazing thing is that God is looking throughout the, the earth for those who are loyal to Him. You want to hear something interesting? The devil, Satan himself, is going throughout the earth looking for someone who's loyal to God. <laughs> so who do you want to be found by? Right? Remember the book of Job, Job 1? It says that God, God's, hey man, where you been? He's talking to the devil. And Satan's, he says, I've been walking throughout the earth going to and fro. How do we know that he was looking for a loyal person because God responds and says have you considered Job he's looking for someone because the world was probably so key, so anti-God at that point you know even the devil had a hard time finding a loyal and so God had to say which I think is funny because God kind of threw Job under the bus <laughs> we kind of have this theology of God protect me from the enemy Protect me, God says, no, here, hey, what this guy? Right, Jesus said, I don't pray that you take them out of the world, I just pray you keep them safe. In other words, I'm going to send them into this place, and I ask that you just keep them safe. I, I just thought that was kind of interesting, that God didn't try to hide or keep Job safe from the enemy. How many know that when God approves of you, he has to prove you? Right? He says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. In other words, I approve of this one because he's completely yielded to me. And what did he do right after that? He was driven into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He had to prove, he, this is my son. And so he had to prove, not to God, God knew. God already approved of Jesus. But to prove it to the devil. To prove it to the enemy. And to prove it to, maybe to Jesus himself. Right? Because Jesus was tempted in every way. So he had to go through everything, and it, that thing had to rise up, and he had understood who he really was in that moment through the Word of God. I'm done. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so we, we are in this journey. When you became born again, you know, when you were born naturally, but born again, you began your journey of learning how to become loyal completely to Jesus. That's what this journey is about, learning every single day, every single hour, every single minute how to become more loyal to Jesus. And that's, that's what we're pursuing. David had glimpses of it. He had an understanding, but he wasn't completely loyal, right? He did some really bad stuff. <laughs> we won't go there today, but... So when we even think about the, the act of repentance... You thought about it. The act of repentance is actually saying, I'm going to realign myself so that to get back on the track of loyalty. I'm declaring that I would rather be loyal to God than to the world. So I'm going to turn from this and give my heart completely to this. So everything that God has done, he set up so that... Um, the, the, this is the message. I could finish right now. This is the message, message that we are in the hour 
where our loyalty is being tried the most. We are on the onslaught. You know, I have friends that, you know, when you bring up stuff like, oh, the, the persecutions, you know, in, the, in America, it's, and they kind of, they mock it. And they say, oh, but look at, you know, Africa and all these guys. They're, yeah, I get that. But it's increasing in America. They, because they don't understand biblical things and have this biblical understanding that God says, do not, dis- who has despised the day of small beginnings? So when they say, well, how are you going to say we're under persecution? When they are despising where we're at at the moment. Watch, this thing is going to grow. And we're going to see persecution come. But as Glenda said, we don't take it personally. Jesus said, rejoice if you're persecuted on my behalf. So it's something we should be happy about. I'm saying this theoretically at the moment. <laughs> because when, you know, this stuff starts. But it's about loyalty, and that's why God didn't want you to make idols. He didn't want you to, us to do those things. Because it's about being devoted to him. No one else has saved us. No one can save us. Donald Trump can't save us. I believe I'm a patriot, but my guns aren't going to save me. Temporary, maybe. And I mean, I love guns. You know, I love, maybe not love, maybe I really like them. I really enjoy them. But it's, it is becoming an idol. People think that's what's going to save America. It may help. There may be a use for it, but only God can save America. Only Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one who died on the cross, can save this nation. And yes, God can use people. God can use weapons. I believe in that. We've seen it throughout history. Thank God people use guns against Nazi Germany. Right? I believe every believer should be carrying <laughs> that's just my personal anyways so you know we, it's about loyalty and we're we're learning every single day i'm hoping you know every single day we have a moment we when you sin you can say god how I many understand that god is not looking for those who are quick to say sorry he's looking for those who are quick to repent <laughs> right saying sorry doesn't mean you've repented i'm on a roll tonight or today <laughs> so we're, we're on this trip, uh, you know, this journey of loyalty, and it's supposed to be fun. And being committed to the word of God, committed to what he said, and every time we disobey, that's an act of disloyalty, right? I'm just being honest. Like, every time God says something and we do the opposite, we've been disloyal. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm trying to keep this happy. Jesus showed Jesus showed the ultimate loyalty, right? He showed it. I mean, I said loyalty doesn't mean you have to like everything. <laughs> Jesus in the garden was like, if you can do it any other way, but not my will, because I'm staying your will. I'm staying loyal to your plan. My plan, you know, my flesh says 
Hey, call down that legion of those legions of angels that come down and destroy this whole planet. They'll never know. <laughs> just, just Father, just snap your fingers like Thanos, and the entire world can disappear, and no one ever know. You just start over, and there would be no record of it. <laughs> that see, that's Jesus, Joe, on the cross. That would do it to me. Like, I remember you. You, you got a good future, brother. <laughs> How many are glad that Jesus isn't? Or Joe's and Jesus. Praise God. So, Jesus didn't abandon the will of God. He didn't abandon it for comfort. People sometimes get disloyal because they'd rather be comfortable. They'd rather have things go their way. And you're going to see. Because when we're loyal to Jesus, when we have this heart that is loyal, completely loyal to Jesus... We will be completely loyal to one another. You can't have, you will not be disloyal. Because you want to do everything that Jesus wants to do. When you have that heart that says, I'm completely loyal to you. What, what do you think about the end times? When he separates the sheep and the goat. Sheep and the goats. Right? What does he do? He's separating the loyal the disloyal. When he came to J uh, Joshua, Joshua was, are you for us or against us? He's like, I'm not for anybody. I'm here to command an army. Who are you for? <laughs> he was saying, Who's, who are you loyal to? He wasn't that. He was, uh, God's God. He doesn't have to be loyal. He's not loyal to the Democrats. He ain't loyal to the Republicans. He ain't loyal to the who, who the middle guys. Uh, um, the independents, there's a name for libertarians. He, he's not loyal to any political party. God is God. Jesus can do whatever he wants. And he's demanding our loyalty. And the funny thing is, or not funny, the cool thing is, is that Paul tells us God is for us. In the Old Testament, when Joshua came up, he said, I'm not for anybody. But today, he's for the people of God. God is for us, not against us. Oh, you turn your Bibles to the book of Genesis. I'm almost done. And this is what I think we need to be aware of. Genesis chapter hmm, 3. Because of the hour we're living in. We're getting bombarded by a lot today. And it's fighting for our loyalty. In a... Right now, they're not saying, pick a side. Right? But they will. There is a line of demarcation being drawn in the sand right now. There will be, you will know, you'll be either counted with the righteous or the unrighteous. And we have to make the decision every single day to stay loyal to Jesus. Even when they say, hey, will you deny me? Deny the Son of God, and we'll spare your life. We say, it's easy to say, well, yeah, I won't deny. It's a whole other story when you got a barrel stuck to your forehead. <laughs> yeah, your kids or So, you work. we have to work on that loyalty thing today, all right? Preparation for the future. So you preparing your loyalty, repenting and saying, God, oh my gosh, I've been disloyal here, disloyal here. 
I repent, I repent. I'm recommitting and saying, I'm going for this loyalty thing 100%. And uh, so we are in this Genesis chapter 3. In this time, I believe... Oh, sorry. Let's start at 1. Chapter 3, verse 1. Jesus, you know, he... He would often say, those who have ears, let them hear. I think one of the things that we've got to really, and he also said, not just to be careful what you hear, but how you hear. Right? We're going to hear things all the time. I, you may not like a certain type of music because of the language, but you walk into like, Starbucks or Walmart and they play that music, you have to hear it. Unless you put earplugs in. But you're going to hear it. So Jesus, not only be careful what you hear, but how you hear it. Right? And, and so I think one of the biggest keys and the biggest things that we have to be on watch for is our listening skills. And learning how to guard, because as we listen, our hearts will be affected. Right? This faith comes by hearing. Faith affects the heart, is, comes from the heart. So what you hear will affect how y- your heart will go. If you hear the wrong things, your heart will become disloyal. All right, so fall of man. Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, as God said... You shall not eat from any tree of the garden. The woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden. Notice how he started with any tree. Subtly, he got in there, right? And then she began to respond, But from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, You surely will not die. For God knows in that day when you eat it from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. How I many we got to know the word of God and what God has said because the truth is they were already like God. All right. When the woman saw that the th- tree was good for food and that it was delight to the eyes and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate, and she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. And then the eyes of both of them were opened. <laughs> they actually went blind. Isn't that ironic? And they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves eye loin cl- coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? It's hard to find loyal people. Where are you? Right? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. Understand that God knows where everybody is. He's looking for the loyal heart, and he couldn't find it because Adam, he was the one loyal person. And in this act of disobedience, God couldn't find him. 
practice of disloyalty. And the, I read this portion because uh, let me understand that I don't, me personally, I don't believe that this was a one-day event. <laughs> I don't think the devil was like, blah, and then they're like, all right, I'm going to ruin the rest of humanity on this one. I believe he came over and over and over again, different ways, and trying to, how many know that's how communism works? <laughs> right? I watched an interview with a communist, a former KGB, and he came and told us, it takes about 30 years to completely change and cause a nation to become communist. He's KGB. And he says, it's already happening. It's, we're, this, was, I, this video was about 30 years ago. <laughs> and we see it. I mean, no, if they were to say, let's turn communist on day one, everybody would have shot that guy because <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't accepted. And now it's a whole different story. Now we're fighting against these principalities that want to bring in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, that's a clown show. Anyways, um, so this thing, the, the enemy kept, probably just kept coming back and until, until it whittled away, until they started getting, hey, man, maybe, maybe he is hiding something from us. Because they, they didn't remember the word of God. Or they didn't remember, God probably told them, hey, you were made in my image. You're like me. And they forgot it. Because kept listening to the wrong voice. And when today we have social media, we have all these things that are hitting us. And, and and just seeing how I've 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 had friends who were man, so loyal. And now you like I've said this before, you can't even smell a hint of Jesus. Because they've listened to the voice of Hollywood. They've listened to the voice of politics. They've listened to the voice of this. And then they start listening to their own voice. <laughs> That's probably one of the worst sometimes. And they just kept listening to the wrong voices. And because, think about this. God was perfect. God is perfect. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't lie. He's never lied. He's always been truthful with Adam and Eve, walked with them. He had intimacy. He, they knew him. And, and the enemy came and started speaking these lies, and they became disloyal to God. I've seen, I, you know, I, when I was pastoring in Seattle, I had people that, you know, I thought were pretty close friends. And then they started listening to the other churches the slander and all these different things. Oh, Pastor Joe, he's a leader of a cult. He's, you know, they believe in this stuff. And then they started listening to these voices. And they became disloyal. They began to slander me and lie about me. And so through this whole, it was, you know, it was a painful process. But 
I was like, Lord, I'm not going to. It was at this time that um, I heard the Lord say, uh, watch out for the spirit of Leviathan. I didn't know what the heck that was. <laughs> I just what I heard. I was like, well, Leviathan, what is that? And so I hear that one morning while this is going on, and I didn't know what the Leviathan was, and I go out into my living room, and I turn on the TV, and as soon as I turn on the TV, guess what movie's on? Leviathan. <laughs> yeah, it's a movie. It's about an underwater sea monster that destroys, <laughs> and that's what it is in the book of Job. And the weird thing is that yeah, my spiritual dad, I, at this time he had stepped down, and I was pastoring the church, but he, would, he was still part of our congregation, which is kind of nerve-wracking to be a pastor of your spiritual father. But uh, I shared with him what was going on and all the different things and get, trying to get counsel and wisdom. And then I remember sitting with him, I think it was in the car, we're driving to the next campus, and he was like, hmm, that's interesting. I was like, what's going on? What, what's, what's interesting? And then he begins to tell me that earlier that day at our first campus meeting, uh, the, the children's ministry, the children's pastor there, our leader, uh, decided, hey, let's, let's lay down, ask God what to draw, and I want you to draw it and whatever. And So they lay down, they drew their picture, and then after service, the, my spiritual dad's son, he was uh, probably 10 years old, may, maybe younger, probably younger than that. He ran up to my spiritual dad, and he's like, Appa, Appa, Appa means dad in Korean. He's like, look, look, look what I drew. And then his dad was like, whoa, well, that's cool. What is it? It's a Leviathan. <laughs> we know God was speaking. <laughs> so I didn't want to partner with the, back, the Leviathan, that backbiting spirit, you know, the when you it lies and twists and does all this. So I didn't want to get part. I had dirt on every on these people. But I wasn't going to partner with that spirit. And so I kept honoring them, praying for them. I had people in my congregation who were really loyal. They're like, you want me to beat them up? <laughs> no, no. I'm the, I appreciate that, but no. And these were girls. <laughs> these were the women of our church. You want me to beat them up? They were tough. You don't mess with small Korean girls. They may look small, but man, they can eat. <laughs> I don't know if they can fight, but they can eat. <laughs> anyway, so I kept praying and blessing these people, and and they were like, "How do you do it?" And you know, I just said, "You know, it's it's really difficult. I do want to sometimes just unleash the wrath, but I didn't, and I honored them. And two of them actually came back, repented before my entire staff, and and uh, no hard feelings for it. One hasn't. I have, I have no idea where they are, but I have no hard feelings. But they listened to the wrong voice. Things that weren't even true, or even half, like, kind of true, right? The devil used scripture. It was truth, but it was kind of true, right? <laughs> it wasn't, it was twisted. And so they, people who, you, you got to be careful. And that's why when people hang out with certain groups, they don't show up anymore. Because they've listened to the voice of another group. 
So, we are, okay, I'm going to read one more, a couple more, and we'll be done. I I promise we'll get out here in an hour. (laughs) Let's turn to 2 Thessalonians. I know the new people are like, ah, no, just kidding. 2 Thessalonians. Remember, we are created for loyalty, right? We that that's our design. You cannot be not loyal to something. Either loyal to yourself, loyal to this and that. Second Thessalonians. Timothy's been reading out of this. Chapter two, verse one. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse one. Now we request now we request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, that you not be quickly shaken from your composure. Don't become disloyal or be disturbed either by a spirit of our message or a letter as if, as if from us. Don't listen to the wrong voices to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one in any way deceive you Because if you're deceived, you will become disloyal. For it will not come unless the apostasy comes first. The great falling away, right? That's what Paul is talking about. What is the great falling away? There will be a massive amount of people that will choose to become disloyal to God. Now get this. When the apostasy happens, when the disloyal act of we're no longer going to believe God, the true God, we're no longer going to follow him, remember, you have to be loyal to somebody. Guess who appears? The son of perdition. And then the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction. Because you have to be loyal. You were created to be loyal. And so I believe the enemy knows when he starts seeing the great falling away, he will arise because he knows you were designed to be loyal to somebody. And when he starts doing things that make the world better, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, this must be the, I'm going to give my loyalty to this because he's got results. It looks like how I want it to look. Right? We won't have to turn there, but Luke chapter 9, it, I, think, uh, I, can't, I didn't write down the verse. But it talk, it's when Jesus goes up on the mountain and with the disciples and the transfiguration happens, Father God shows up with Moses and Elijah and, and you hear the voice of heaven say, This is my son in whom I have chosen, whom well pleased. Listen to him. That's key, right? He's saying, this is the one I've chosen. This is, he's been completely yielded to me. This is the one that has fulfilled the word of Second Chronicles 6. I found him. Now listen to him. I want you to devote yourself to him. How many under, listening doesn't just mean, like, oh, that was good. That's a good word. I'm, I'm encouraged by that. Listening means I hear it, and then I do it. He's saying, if you, 
I want you to obey him, not just hear the words that are coming out of his mouth. I want you to listen to him and do everything that he says. That's what I think the Passion Translation says. Listen to him and do everything that he tells you to do. That's loyalty. He says, lay down your life right here. I want you to die. Yes, Lord. I'm committed to you. Right? That's loyalty. Listen to him and do everything that he wants you to do. It starts with listening. And so, you know, the encouragement here is, man, God, don't let me, let me be really on guard for what I hear in this season that we're coming into. Because I, you know, I can become, I listen to a lot of news, uh, news things or conspiracy things, and man, I can get angry and just become hateful. <laughs> and then I have to catch myself like, Lord, this is not your spirit. This is not you. I repent of this because I'm being disloyal in, this, in these thoughts because these are not the thoughts of God. And God hates the things you know, the enemy does, but I get into this place. I don't like it. Not that I'd be violent or anything. It's just, it just disgusts me. And uh, Anyways, you know, you understand. You kind of go, anyways. So I want to end with one more verse. Psalm 86. Psalm 86. I'm way past it. Psalm 86. And this should be our prayer every single day. Psalm 86. talking about loyalty Psalm 86 start from verse 11 it says teach me you got, you got it say amen Psalm 86 verse 11 says, teach me your way O Lord I will walk in your truth unite my heart to fear your name and I will give thanks to you O Lord my God with all my heart not partial heart not some of my heart I will give praise with all my heart, thanks with all my heart, and glorify your name, not just today, forever. That's what a loyal heart does. Right? He's saying, this is the prayer of David. God, teach me your ways. I mean, you can't be loyal to God if you don't know his ways. If you don't know how to live, you don't know what to do. You just, if you're, all you're caught up is in the supernatural acts of God, which many will be in the last days, according to the word. You know that when it says, depart from me, I never knew you? If you take it back to the root, it says, depart from me. I knew you at one time, but now I don't. So, David is praying, teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Not all the lies and all these things. I will walk in what you've commanded me to do. I will listen to you. Right? It's the way, the truth. And it says, unite my heart to fear your name. In other words, David says, don't let my heart be divided. I don't want to be loyal to this and be loyal to you. I don't want to have some loyalty over here. I don't want, you know, even if it's with my family or whatever, my loyalty is for you first. And so David is praying, unite my heart, right? Meaning his heart is divided at that time. 
And because of the uniting of his heart, the undivided, have you ever heard the song, Undivided Heart? Brian Dirksen way back in the day. Old Vineyard. I'll do it maybe one time. Undivided Heart. And so David is praying this. And through, from the undivided heart, he walks in the fear of the Lord. You will never walk in the fear of the Lord if you have a divided heart. And so every time we walk against, come against the Lord or disobey Him, repent because you want a heart that's not divided. Turn from that and begin to give your heart back to the Lord so that with all your heart you can glorify Him forever. It's easy to glorify God when things are good, right? It's easy when the room is packed out. We, can, we tend to sing a little louder. But, God, I want to glorify your name forever. That means when life sucks, my heart is completely devoted still. And with all my heart, with all my heart, I will glorify you. So, you know, I encourage you to pray that prayer. Every single day, teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I will give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with all my heart. And will glorify your name forever. God is looking in this hour for those who worship in spirit and truth. In undivided heart. So, let's just stand. We'll end here and... Uh, made some good time <sighs> thank you thank you Lord hallelujah I don't know where your heart is I know there's issues with my heart You, you and God know where your loyalties lie. And he's not, uh, he's not up there like, <sighs> just give you a little bit. He loves every little bit you give him. You know why God is so protective of work? Like when the son, sons of Eli didn't handle the worship right, God was really mad. Because he understood those are that's the heart of the people, and they mistreated the heart of the people. And he he loves true wor people, the heart of worship, and so he loves our heart. He loves when we come and in our frailty and our immaturity and say, "God, <laughs> here I am again. Help me, lead me in your truth." How many know that truth sets you free, not grace? <laughs> We have this grace movement, which is an error. You need truth. Truth sets you free. Grace allows you to live in the truth. Right? So, Father, by the spirit of wisdom and revelation, I ask that you would begin to reveal. Like David prayed, search me, know me, see if there be any offensive way in me that is keeping me from the way, of ever, way everlasting. I want the Holy Spirit, I ask that you begin to reveal to people. Convict us of righteousness. Convict us, God, of, 
of what it, uh, uh, those things, those places where we're listening to that false voice, that lying spirit, that lying voice, or even our own voice, God. We, we ask that you'd begin to speak to us, that we would only hear the voice of the one who is true, the one who is faithful, and that we would learn to, to lean into you. So I want you to begin to ask God for yourself, because I am not responsible for your loyalty. You are. You are responsible for how you are going to manage your heart and how you are going to end this. To those who overcome, in other words, to those who have remained loyal through it all, this is what I'm going to give you. So I want you to pray and ask the Lord yourself to show you, to reveal to you, because he's, he's kind and he's gentle. And he will reveal it to you because he, he longs for you to know his love and his power. Thank you. Show me, Lord, where in my heart that I've given my loyalty to, to the idols, to the things of this world, to even the good things, that, Lord, that you call me to give loyalty to, that I've exalted above my loyalty to you, Jesus. Lord, I ask that there would be right now a, a, a commitment. I'm not going to be divided in my heart. I, every day I'm going to pray that God unite my heart that I would fear your name. Unite my heart that I might walk in the fear of the Lord. I pray that the spirit of conviction would come upon us. That moment we even have, begin to have that, that movement towards uh, the disloyalty. That God, that you would remind us and you would call us back to loyalty. Call us back to commitment. That Jesus, not once and in your entire walk with the Lord walk on the earth, did you just become disloyal to the Father? You were 100% the one the eyes of the Lord looked for to and fro throughout the, the earth for who was completely loyal to him that you might show your power on his behalf. Jesus, you fulfilled that. And you are in us. You are in us to, to live a life of loyalty to Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. It is the royal way to live the loyal way. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, that you are raising up people today, the remnant, the people that are just going to say, today, Jesus, I am recommitting my heart. I want you to do that right now. I want you to recommit your heart to follow the Lord no matter what he says to do, that you will do it because you, are, you have a complete loyalty to Jesus and to Jesus alone. He will be the only one that will be able to navigate your life correctly. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. We recommit. I recommit my heart even today, Lord, even right now, and pray that prayer that David prayed. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're able, God, that you can take a heart that is divided. You can take a heart that is broken. Your word says that you come to mend the broken heart, the heart that is broken, the heart that is divided. You come to mend it, Jesus. That it would not only affect individual lives, but it will affect the corporate body of Christ and bring a unity of heart all over this nation, Jesus. In this hour, God, with the spirit of unity, come and unite the heart of every believer in this nation, Jesus, that follows hard after you, follows after you and says you are their one pure and holy passion, Jesus, that you would come and you would grip the heart of every single person. 
that is it says today God I devote my life to you I'm not a church I'm not gonna play church I'm gonna be the church I'm not gonna go through the the motions God I'm gonna cause a commotion in the enemy in the enemy's camp oh, God I want to be raised up in this hour to be the light of the world Jesus that you would come and give us an undivided heart this morning each and every single person an undivided heart Jesus, and out of that become, we would come boldness, would come power, would come life. And Jesus, that the fear of the Lord. Wow, there were, that day, they were so devoted to the apostles' teaching and breaking bread with one another. They were united in their heart that the fear of the Lord was with them daily. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The undivided heart, we ask, God. We ask, God, for the undivided heart that you would begin to come. And refresh us. Come. Oh, Lord, thank you that the repentance would bring times of refreshing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We ask that you would touch our hearts, that you would touch them, God. Oh, Lord Jesus. Jesus, just as the enemy tries to convince us the world is better, God, we, we just remind, we're reminded of your word and all the promises and all of who you are and what you've done. And we say that everything that the world offers and everything the devil promises are just garbage. It is complete and utter rubbish compared to you, Jesus. To lose everything in this life but to gain you is, is totally worth it. God, I ask for a loyalty, a loyal people. Not to, not to just the ministries, but to a loyalty to Jesus. Jesus, the King of kings, the one who laid down his life. We even see in the book of Revelation that they will throw down their crowns because they don't want their own. Their loyalty is to Jesus. He deserves all the praise, the glory, and honor. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, bless your people. Let them have an amazing week in your presence. And I pray that Jesus their heart would burn their hearts would burn and say god today today i want to be so loyal and if ever we'd have this place of disloyalty thank god for the gift of repentance thank god we can get back to being loyal thank you lord jesus thank you that you love us so much and you have such an amazing plan for the future of earth thank you It'll be your loyal people that will establish your kingdom. Thank you, Lord. So bless your people. In Jesus' name, amen.